0: hello and welcome to unabashed Book Snobbery the podcast where we gush about George R. R. Martin's a Song of Ice and Fire and Cavil about its meaningless adaptation Game of Thrones This is where being a book snob is a good thing. My name is Kylie, and here with me is Julia. Hello. It's <laughs> a sexy hello. What the- it was- it reminds me of the side fed episode <laughs> where, um, Jerry pretends his belly button is talking, so it's like, hello. <laughs> it's his girlfriend's belly button. Okay. Uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, today, tonight, whatever, uh, we're continuing our theory hour episode- <laughs> What will we you We have to stop calling things hours. <laughs> we never do anything in an hour. No. Even the Brian Cogman thing, we're like, oh, this is going to take a half an hour. Yeah. And it took double. Yeah. So that's us. Um, but yeah, for those of you who listened to our last theory hour, shit. Our, <laughs> the podcast that came right before this, which was theory episode one mm-hmm. or something, um, this is just the part two of that where we continue to focus exclusively on fan theories and predictions surrounding a song of ice and fire not the show nope. um obviously you're gonna hear also once we start talking about Misandé, the faceless man that my voice is about to change for the better because <laughs> we didn't plan ahead and record an introduction for this. yeah so if you haven't listened to part one uh
1: go back and do that uh, because we recorded this all in one sitting, so we'll probably be saying stuff like, you know, earlier we talked about, and just 10 minutes ago we were talking about this, and we don't
0: want to confuse you because we care. But we promised we did talk about it, mm-hmm. and uh, the episode ended where we just finished talking about Danny, which is why yeah. we are going to open with uh, with Misande. Yeah. <laughs> Misande is a faceless
1: man. <laughs> we got an mm-hmm. ask about this. Just um, read it. What do you think of the theory that Misande is a faceless man of some sort? Everyone always laughs at me for this one, but I think there's a ton of indicators. The way she treats Quentin, her age literally not adding up in line with the established Unsullied training time. Just her frequent descriptions as a ghostly figure slash someone who's wise beyond her years, to name a
0: few. Well, she's not an Unsullied. No, so... but her brothers are, and they were captured at the same time. Oh, 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 that, that's why. Okay, I get it. Because, like, I'm actually surprised a lot of people laugh at you, Anon, for this. Yeah. Because uh, it was actually a very popular theory over on Westeros.org. Yeah, I don't think it's a stupid theory. And I, I think it would add in elements, I think. Julia's so cute. Uh, she started a plausibility index thread a long time ago <laughs> of theories where she had us rank it on a scale of 1 to 10. And then that was actually when I first started talking to you because I was like, I'll put this in an Excel sheet for you. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. We were we were cute. Um, you gave me like, standard deviations and things, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I'm an engineer. What do you want from me? <laughs> uh, and this one actually... I'm pretty sure you ranked it, like, a six and you're like, why not?
1: Yeah, but just, um, I look, like, it does make an odd kind of sense, because Sunday is, like... She's creepy. Yeah, like, I think if I had a student that smart that age, it would fucking freak me out. Yeah. So, yeah. But, like, kids like that do exist.
0: Yeah. She could be just very gifted, or she could be, uh... uh what do you mean the way she treats Quentin? She's nice to Quentin.
1: Yeah, well, well she like, she treats him kind of with skill, I think. Is yeah. That's
0: what Leona is trying to say. Yeah, she's good at her job. She's really, she's either a very gifted child, or mm. you know, if there's something up with her, faceless man's not out of the possibility. Because obviously, if she's older than, she, well, it she, depends. She looks her age, you know.
1: Yeah, it depends. Um, I think what you think of the faceless men, the faceless men and their agenda too, right? Do
0: they That's have an agenda list
1: as well? Uh, well, there are theories that they were evol- involved in the Doom of Valeria and things like that, right. and. They they're very anti dragon.
0: Yeah. The Faceless Men or the Maesters? Both,
1: but mm. right now I'm talking about the Faceless Men. 'Cause so they so if somebody birthed a dragon they would want to be there to check it out.
0: Yeah, but they're definitely not in cahoots because the faceless men are infiltrating the uh citadel right now.
1: Yeah. And like that seems to be like, you know, for something other than the job, I would say.
0: Yeah. Although Massandy's being awfully nice to Danny if she has a long play in mind here.
1: Yeah, well she's not necessarily like out to kill her or anything, just to infiltrate. Just to I check it out and Yeah. I don't know. I don't think this is stupid, but
0: I don't know. We won't laugh at you. I don't Yeah. I don't think it's like the most plausible thing in the world, but I don't think it's I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's bad either. It depends on how it comes to fruition. Like again, looking at it right now I don't know what it would do, but maybe that's one of the betrayal like I don't know. Could be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we're actually open to this one. Yeah. Uh, one we're not open to. <laughs> so it just kind of like this is not actually just one
1: theory, but just like the idea that Dorn is a Superman villain.
0: <laughs> Even if he's not it. a Superman villain, just that he's like orchestrating all the stuff and he's mm-hmm. testing Ariane with her mission right now, and like. Yeah, uh... but like the thing in the extreme version of this, which you know, by our bestest friend
1: on YouTube, um, <laughs> like it basically it, it just um. It rests on the idea that you cannot take anything the man says at face value at all. Right. Everything about Doran is not to be trusted. Yeah, like every expression he makes, you know, every twitch of his hands, every like thing he says, it's all part of his plan.
0: My favorite thing that Joy has ever said is that maybe George R. R. Martin just has a penchant for guys that sit around a little too long and watch their plans go over ripe and don't have the best execution.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: you know our feelings on doran mm-hmm. i hope by now um we are going to have to record an episode on Ariane and doran i don't know why we haven't done this yet because we're afraid to <laughs> <laughs> because it would be five hours yeah um... and we might start having an emotional breakdown in the middle of it yeah uh in our opinion doran is very is just as much humbled cowed whatever expression you want to call it by his conversation with Ariane as she is, it's this huge, mm-hmm. it's it's this huge moment of them realizing these mistaken assumptions about each other that amazingly yeah. parallel each other because they're so fucking ah, uh, they make me want and to I, vomit. I think that like like um,
1: a lot of like the shit, the shittiness basically of Doran's plans sometimes or perceived shittiness is that they're actually it's actual shittiness because he's a procrastinator. Yeah. You know, like he lets these things go too far too long because you know he's afraid to act for whatever reason
0: the overripe blood oranges
1: meant something, yeah, like he just lets them fall onto the ground and he's emotionally distressed to watch them fall, but he does nothing to like pick them beforehand,
0: you know because he's so he's a procrastinator <laughs> he's a procrastinator and he kind of needs Ariane to be like, yeah, yo daddy cakes what are we doing?
1: Yeah, but she's kind of the same way.
0: Yeah, they are. They're the same yeah. person. They're the dream team together, though, because I think they yeah. call each other on each other's bullshit because they hate themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're kind of uniquely equipped to deal with each other. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We kind of love those two. Okay, so basically this idea that Doran has this like extremely convoluted plan that's going perfectly because he's so smart. No. His plan is not going perfectly. His plan kind of sucks.
0: There's an essay I wrote, and I will link it, and I will shove it in everyone's face, and I will scream it from the rooftop. You
1: should. You worked so hard on this thing, it's it deserves it. Well, that's it.
0: also because it's before I was writing a lot, so it's it stinks in terms of, <laughs> like, my, my writing style is horrible. I hate it. I would do, redo it in a heartbeat, but I never have time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's called Love, Trust, Guilt. Doran is not keeping anything from Aryan and that is where we land on all the fucking Doran theories. Put them away. <laughs>
1: yeah, and Darkstar is definitely not working for Doran. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. He does
0: not want to kill the
1: little girl.
0: Dark Darkstar <sighs> is a fucking douchebag who has Dawn envy and thought that this would be a good way to get a war. And he couldn't even do it right because he's Kylo Ren. <laughs> Everyone is Kylo Red. He's so useful. <laughs> um, but related to Doran is the No One Told theory. We said we were gonna link it, but the, you know, mm. Hota is someone told someone always tells Who is the conspiracy that told. Uh, first of all, it it all that matters is who Arya thinks it is.
1: Yeah, we discussed this quite a bit in our Doran Tech our or in our in our Dorne retrospective in, our, in even. our porn retrospective. We did. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so we'll link that. But yeah, but basically,
1: we we think that. Nobody told. They didn't really have <laughs> because, to. Yeah, they didn't have to. I mean, if anyone told it's it was Tyene in the throne room in uh the Captain Guards. Yeah. Sounds like a clue of solution.
0: <laughs> Although she like some people say that she told Doran about Arya's entire plan that wasn't formulated until after she was locked up. So like yeah, when we so. say when we say Tyene told, we don't mean that Tyene was like, Oh, Arya's gonna do this. What we mean is no. what you read on page.
1: Yeah. When she
0: was she was, you know what we should do? We should crown Marcella. Right. And then Doran might be like, "Huh, interesting idea. I wonder if my daughter would feel the same way."
1: Yeah, and but like, yeah, it's not
0: important because like it's not really a theory. The, the
1: yeah, the the thing the thing is that Ariane and Dor have this particular character that they have and it made what happened between them inevitable. Yeah. So, it's a family drama. It's not drama. that somebody told. It's not like whether or not somebody told is not the point. The point is that this had to
0: happen. Yes, because of their characters and their... <laughs> <It's> literature! <laughs> ah. like, I know we sound seriously crazy right now. Yeah. But you you don't understand how high literary value there is in, the, in these five <laughs> Dornish chapters.
1: Yeah. and, and But just like... Um, oh. The way that like people who aren't obsessed with Dorn approach the
0: Dornish chapters just drives us insane. So, <laughs> well, and it's just gospel that Arianne's this dumb party girl. Mm-hmm. It's gospel. She's going to hook up with Aegon. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, um, sh- I don't know. We, we, yeah, we're going to, we'll, we'll, we'll do a podcast on this at some point. We have to, cause we have too much to say. And, and I don't want to make this door, door hour, number two. An hour. Uh, <laughs> we're cute. Okay. So you want to just kind of blow through the list? Because
1: we well, still have quite a bit to do. So not, let's not worry too much about Segways.
0: <laughs> you know what I didn't do was my own theory. Which one was that? Uh, that Darkstar is going to become the next Vulture King. Okay. And it was this just total crackpot based on nothing other than the fact that I think he has Dawn Envy. So he's going to run and steal Dawn and then he's going to head into the mountains and be a Vulture King because that would be cool. He's going to be a brigand. Yeah, it was seriously based on nothing at all. I just I, I just thought it was funny. And then I proposed that people like, this isn't sound crackpot. It was like, um, okay. <laughs> don't take any theory I suggest seriously, guys. I
1: do I think him stealing Dawn is a distinct possibility. But then yeah. the idea of Dawn having something to do with the stuff going down to the wall is gets even crazier. So Well, like, what the fuck else is Darkstar gonna do right now? Um I don't know, he's gonna Give Obara some shit to do. You know. know what
0: I want him to do is to run what? to Princess Pass and as the Vulture King and try to rally Anders Ironwood so that we can see Anders. Anders Ironwood is in the bone. Is in the bone. In the bone's Princess Pass. Yeah, sorry, that's what I meant. It's the Fowlers in the Princess Pass. The pal- Fowlers in the Princess. Yeah, Pass. sorry. Goes to go to the Bone Way and try to stir up shit with the Ironwoods, so then we can meet Anders through <laughs> <laughs> hotels POV.
1: Okay. You know, I really want to meet him too, so but I'd rather meet him through somebody else's POV.
0: No, it's my theory and I'm positive this is what's going to happen, obviously. <laughs> I'm also confident in my stupid crackpot ship. It's so. going to happen right after <laughs> Aegon receives Regal <laughs> <laughs> We are the worst. <laughs> like, we kind of like the books and are along for the ride. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to tell you my fan fiction of what I would do. I want to see what Martin's gonna do. He's a much better author. Yep. Oh, yeah. Let's just blow through the list.
1: <sighs> okay. So next on the bullet point list: uh Bloodraven Warg, Mormon's Raven. I thought this was canon.
0: Someone fucking did. Skin changed. Yeah. Um, Skin changed. I mean, that or Mo- Mormon's Raven has a really funny sense of humor. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, then the, remember the corn code. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like there was like because uh, the Raven always says corn, and like apparently like the the number of times he says corn and like the punctuation used and like italics and stuff like that like meant certain things, like that somebody was about to die or something like that.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah,
1: it, it was really weird. I, I I think that like George R. R. Martin heard of it and just laughed, and that kind of killed it or <laughs> something.
0: Either way, Mormons Raven bursting out and going "snow" <laughs> that's a, hella suspicious. Yeah, and I King know, and everything like that. I want to know who the dumbass brothers were that are like, well, this Raven said it, so I'm voting for him now.
1: <laughs> well, these people believe in magic. They believe in omens.
0: I guess that's true. Um, okay, Oberyn poisoned Tywin. Uh, we talked about this before at the beginning of Dornish Headcanon hour, where we're like, we don't really have a headcanon about this because we don't we like the ambiguity. Yeah, I, I,
1: no, that was about uh, Edgar Ironwood. This is Tywin. Oh right, sorry. I like this one, but I don't think it's true. First of all, it would accomplish absolutely nothing.
0: Um, Second of all, the evidence was that Tywin was taking a shit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But, like, yeah, but Oberyn did kind of seem very confident that Tywin would die and, like, not, like, hypothetically in the future. Things like that. But, like, yeah, it would accomplish nothing because they're both dead at this point and Oberyn definitely didn't kill Tywin. The only
0: thing it would accomplish would be, like, maybe Doran's plan wasn't horrible. (laughs)
1: no this wouldn't be doran's
0: plan yeah, this would think. be Oberyn being be like fucking i'm doing it live yeah so
1: like this is one of the things it, it like the lana thing like at most it's like a cool little easter egg
0: actually yeah did doran want to rob tywin of everything first
1: yeah so he definitely didn't want him to die before like
0: he didn't want Oberon to do most of the shit Oberon did yeah fucking Martell privilege man <laughs> Uh it's at most a cool easter egg but yeah both these characters are dead and a reveal of this would be like nothing. Yeah. His oh his corpse smelled really bad too. Yeah. That's the other part of this theory. Yeah, that, that it's cuz he was rotting from the inside which is what Widow's Blood does, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is like I I like it. I'm sorry, I like this one. <sighs> it does it, you do have to explain away the smelly corpse otherwise I guess and this is yeah. a neat explanation. It's 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 a headcanon that's fine but it's but like, I, I think the smelly corpse is supposed to be
1: like symbolic, right? Of how yeah, rotten Tywin was.
0: I think and so how, too. How
1: rotten the Lannister rule is, really. It's very Shakespearean.
0: Yeah, sometimes there's just uh, symbolic. Sometimes, shape. sometimes a cigar is just a phallic symbol. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we can put that one to bed. Yeah. What's next? Oh, Jane's hips. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was that was is that's officially a writer's nephew, right?
0: That Jane Westerling. So, for anyone who doesn't know, Jane Westerling is described as having nice childbearing hips uh, by Catelyn. Mm -hmm. And then when Jamie sees her in A Feast for Crows, she's described as not having good big hips. Yeah, so
1: that kind of uh, led to the snafu, to to the theory that the girl that Jamie saw wasn't actually Jane, it was her sister.
0: The real Jane is pregnant and swimming with blackfish. Yeah, (laughs) which. Uh, depending on how heavily pregnant she is, it's probably not a good
1: idea, but whatever.
0: <laughs> um, I don't think any of this is the case.
1: <laughs> no, I, I mean, um, it has been stated, like, word of God is that the whole hip thing was a boo-boo.
0: Yeah, just like right. Val's color-changing eyes. Yeah. Like, you know, he tries to be as consistent as he can, and he does an admirable job for how yeah. dense these novels are. But like I run into issues writing my shitty twelve chapter fanfic. Yeah, just
1: like keeping people's names straight and keeping details straight and like.
0: Yeah, exactly. Did I establish if this person was fat? I don't remember. You know, it's a boo boo. He said it was a boo boo. Uh, I don't know why people are still interested in projecting pregnancy onto Jane Westerling. I think it's pretty clear that Sybil yeah. took care of it. Um, let's put to rest the theory that Sybil knew about the red wedding. She didn't.
1: Yeah, she stated she didn't and she was quite pissed off about it. Yeah. I don't a lot of like I think we've we've both we've both written uh, a bit about Sybil Spicer and so has our co conspirator Wendy. So uh we'll link <laughs> that. But um sexism. Okay, um, and let's racism. Move on. Yeah. They often come together, which is why intersectional feminism exists. Okay, let's move on. What's next?
0: Okay, so the next theory is went from Mel's vision: gray girl on a dying horse fleeing from her marriage, mm-hmm. which is just a phrase she thinks about a lot. Uh, people assumed it was, and Mel, by people I mean Mel and John, yes yeah. a- assumed it was Alice Karstark. Well, because at first she thought it was Arya, right? Yeah. But then it turned into Alice Carstark. I can't remember if her horse was dying or not.
1: Yeah, I, I suppose we can look it up.
0: Oh, huh, we could if we want. Uh,
1: I know it kind of matters. I think.
0: Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh.
1: They talk about, I, I remember the horse being bloody from her spurs or something. Or that... I don't think she'd been wearing spurs. Ladies usually
0: wear spurs. Instead that dying, though? Uh... Her horse, she come alone, her horse was dying under her, all skin and rims lame and lathered. They cut it loose and took the girl for questioning. Yeah, so the horse was dying. The horse was dying. Is she gray? Karstark's colors are gray, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, Alice fits it in a way, but then it seems like there's another girl on the way to the wall that fits it a little bit better. Who can you possibly mean? I mean Jane Poole. Because she's, like, her face is, like, partially falling off, her horse is not in good shape, and she's definitely fleeing from a marriage. And she would be be a better fit for who Mel would have thought was Arya, right? Because she's Faria. Yeah. But does that matter that there was, like, a true... Grey Girl on a Dying Horse that was like a true Aria, quote unquote? Does that I matter? Don't.
1: I don't know. This whole thing confuses me.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's just a theory that like it mm-hmm. wasn't fulfilled with Alice. It was waiting to be fulfilled with Jane. Yeah. Okay. That's a theory. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's a theory that exists and is very I'm okay plausible. With- I'm
1: okay with Alice having fulfilled it, to tell you the truth.
0: What does it matter? <laughs> The- John was pissed that it wasn't really Arya, yeah. and if this had come, he would have been pissed that it wasn't really Arya. So, yeah, and he stabbed So honestly, but Jane we'll- could have told him that Arya wasn't really danger. Yeah, that's true. But like again, I'd- if it's Jane on the horse, then okay. Like we know she's on a horse heading to the wall. Yeah, would you know that? So okay, good job, Mel. But that's that's the whole thing with Mel, too, is that she sees these visions, and then it's her interpretation that colors it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay, more to that point. Good. Theory, theory. (laughs) We're so salty. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) We're not as bad as I thought we'd be, to tell you the truth.
0: Euron hired a faceless man to kill Balon. I Um, thought that was canon. Yeah, I have the distinct pleasure of just rereading the Ironborn scenes. And (laughs) I do not say that with any sarcasm. Uh... And like, yeah, Euron was very like, I was out to sea. I'm so clever. I could have killed him. I was one day offshore. Who'd have thunk? Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, this and is the ghost s- of High Heart had
1: that vision too of the yeah. man with a black crow, a faceless man with a black crow, like a literal faceless man. She probably meant with a black crow on its shoulders, and it's like a man crossing a bridge or something like
0: that. Yeah. Uh, the, it was yeah. It was very. The ghost much like is uh, the ghost is bat in a thousand. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> so. You know, the, the red wedding, the giant in the snow is probably to come, but... Yeah. Yeah. She's she's doing well. Mm, so, yeah, I don't consider this a theory. I consider
1: it more or less canon.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean... And the dragon egg that is mysteriously missing.
0: Well, like, Euron, like, very specifically killed Balon, because it's... You don't just... The timing of his arrival, like, oh, I was mm-hmm. offshore. Everyone could testify that I was offshore. Which to which Asha's like, Yeah, you're mute. That's going to be helpful. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm sure he was literally offshore, but he was a day offshore and then comes back at like, obviously he killed him. Yeah. And if you're going to do that, then hire a man. with a dragon egg. Well, he tossed it in his foul mood. <laughs> yeah, because he's just so angsty. <laughs> Fucking, you're right. Go- um, I'll-, I'll announce now we're going to do a Greyjoy podcast. Yeah, probably, probably next. Probably next, which we're really excited about. <laughs> I'm.
1: I want there to be something there. I will find it. Okay, <laughs> what's next?
0: Uh, now, the Beauty and the Beast is in my head. Next, uh, we mentioned this earlier: Blood Raven and Shira. C she- star equals Mel. I don't hate this one either. There's a lot of strong evidence. There's like uh, jewelry that they both wear that are linked. Um... I will be honest with you, there's another podcast, Radio Westeros, who did an episode on Melisandre, and they covered this theory in particular, and one of the people talking about it was one of the writers of the theory, and yeah. he did a very good job walking through it. So if you're interested in this, link it. I find it incredibly compelling. Um, there's like Mel's weirdo reaction to spotting Bloodraven in the flames and all that. and Yeah. I think it's a very, very good theory. I find yeah. it quite plausible but do uh, they
1: talk about how she would have ended up as a slave being like
0: they yeah they talked around it at any rate yeah yeah they did but yeah it's it's very thorough these are at yoke boy and lady Gwen or whatever um they're very they're not like preston jacobs (laughs) they (laughs) yeah they they talk about themes and shit
1: yay themes and shit
0: yeah we like it uh Faceless men are responsible for the doom. This is another one I like just because I find
1: it a compelling narrative why um well, especially with the with like linked with the idea that like a hard home was a practice run. I don't know. I just like it i like I like apocalypses. Hard home was a practice run, <laughs> yeah
0: for valeria. what do you like someone who was gonna bring the doom tested it out on hard home yeah okay that's the theory that's the theory. That's kind of cool. I, I've never thought about this before. Why have really? you never told me? About I assume you've heard it, I suppose.
1: No. Oh, well. Well, because like um yeah, well cuz the doom is kind of like used as a literary like watsonian it's used as a literary trope for kind of like, you know, overreaching and like climbing too high like Valeria was at its zenith and then it was destroyed.
0: Right? Yeah, that's what was going on with Hardhome too, right? It was like on its way being the biggest whatever trading place but that's a that's a much smaller pond i think but um they could see the fire from the wall
1: yeah but like but the faceless men are also like a product of valerian hubris right yes so i don't know i find it compelling that the faceless men were responsible for the doom and like the (laughs) kindly man does say that like you know kind of um when Arya asks him why the first faceless man didn't kill the masters, he's just like, you know, death Death came for them as well, and like, um, in a way that did not exclude the possibility that they were responsible for, it, just like they were responsible for the death of the first slave. I don't know.
0: Yeah. It's compelling. Yeah. I kind of like it. Let's talk about what we
1: kind of don't like. (laughs) (laughs) But, can we agree that, like, the faceless men have an agenda beyond just killing people? Is that reasonable? Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: it would what a fucking weird cult it would be. Otherwise,
1: yeah, well, just like a death
0: cult. They want to spread death, I guess. I don't know. Cool story, cool motive, still murder.
1: So, yeah, you're talking around bringing up the and Durden.
0: <laughs> we don't like it, precious.
1: <laughs> I know, like this is this is like you know when you talking about unre- unreliable narrator, and you're just like, oh
0: god, and Durden.
1: Like, this turns out to be true. Poor Sansa.
0: Do you want to explain it for anyone who hasn't seen Fight Club? I guess, but it's a spoiler.
1: It's actually not a
0: bad reveal at all. Ugh. Um, if you haven't seen Fight Club, tune out for the next <laughs> two or three minutes because we're not going to stay <laughs> yeah. on this one long.
1: But basically, uh, the protagonist of Fight Club has like a dual personality, and he's also kind of uh, like the other major character in the book. And he doesn't find this out until quite towards the end, that he's actually his mentor as well as himself. Yes. I'm explaining it badly. But, like, how this relates to the the Theondrian theory is that there is no hooded man. The hooded man is Theon kind of talking to himself.
0: Yeah, and he's been the one that's going around, like, killing everyone. Killing people. Yeah. Um Yeah. We hate this theory. We hate I'd- any theory that gaslights a POV, to be honest. Yeah.
1: But I, I think that if any... POV is at that point where that could happen. It would be Theon, I think. Yeah, it's true. But
0: because yeah. he's quite mentally bro- broken. Um, I mean, we could talk logistics. We could talk his phys- how physically able he is to be doing any of this. Yeah, I think it's pretty clear the spearwives were killing people, mm-hmm. but not Little Walter because Big Walter is at that. <laughs>
1: <Just> yeah. <awesome.
0: laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I just really. I just really despise this theory.
1: I don't despise it, but I definitely don't think it's true. <laughs> well, what would it do?
0: Yeah, it would kind of be backwards. Right, that's why I despise it. Yeah. Like, I have solid reasons for disliking a lot of these theories. Yeah, because,
1: like, um, Theon taking actual physical revenge, I think, would be not good thematically. Correct. Okay, so the next one is one I know that you absolutely adore...
0: Well, wait—we didn't cover who the other hoodle- hood- hooded men might be. Theon's not talking to himself; he's talking to someone, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I just—I have trouble caring about this. I think <laughs> uh, the, the Septon. What's his face? Is the possible—is one possibility, right?
0: I'll, um yeah. Uh, the, so is what's his face? The who uh, is the Northern Brotherhood without Banners, dude? <sighs> so terrible.
1: You used to lead my pony when I was little. Um, Harwin.
0: Harwin. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Harwin is another option. Um, God, I don't know. Septon a- Chael, who um was
1: drowned in the well, but like there's a possibility that he swam to the Godswood or something. I've I've read. He swam that, to know. the gods Wood, donned a hood, and started slaying. Yeah, because that's what septons do. And there's some crackpotty ones like Benjen Stark and Holman uh, Reed and things like that. Dario. Sure, why not?
0: (laughs) When in doubt, (laughs) Dario. Dario.
1: Or Euron. Euron. Or Dario (laughs) as Euron. Or Rhaegar. Rhaegar Return from the Dead. Uh, Don't you know that Rhaegar is Koran Halfhand?
0: Don't you know that Rhaegar is Darkstar? Exactly. Oh, we never addressed. There's a lot of theories that Darkstar is the real Aegon. Oh, is there? Yeah, other than that he has purple eyes, even though I'm pretty sure the Danes of High Hermitage would have, like, noticed. Yeah. He He seems pretty okay with his identity. Yeah. Um, but just to the the app I think put a put a nail on that one because uh he's in his like mid to late twenties. He's like twenty eight, yeah. so he's not Rhaegar either, sorry. Nope. <laughs> but yeah, like who's the hood Man? I don't know. Harwin sounds fine. I will say Harwin. Yeah. Not say Harwin. Okay. We're so sure of it. Yeah. Speaking of people who are mysterious and in the shadows. This is definitely my favorite theory that's ever existed.
1: Helen <laughs> Reed. This, I cannot tell
0: if this is a Poe or not. Howlin' Reed is the High Sparrow. It has so many followers if it is a Poe. Yeah. It has, like, seriously, as many people subscribe to this as subscribe to the, um, Danny was never brought up in Bravo. Danny, Danny didn't go to Bravo's theory because of the lemon trees.
1: Are we going to talk about that at some point? We should. I hate it. Yeah.
0: Uh, Helen Reed is the High Sparrow. I don't think so. No, it was just no. And the evidence is hilarious because it's like, well, the nuns, the septas that locked up Cersei, seemed like northern ladies because they were big bones. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: this is your What, evidence? so everyone, everyone involved in the faith, mili- uh, the faith. Yeah, no, like,
0: a big part of it is is that the, like, crowd of people that was, like, carrying the High Sparrow in were described as having beards, and they're like, that's the Northern men! Only Northern men have beards!
1: (laughs) If you subscribe to this theory, I'm sorry, but I have trouble taking you seriously.
0: (sighs) Well, and his physical description, like, the new High Sparrow is a little small, yeah,
1: and kind of like um there's a lot of tree imagery with his description too.
0: Yeah, but he seems very pious. Mhm. He seems pretty devoted to the seven thing.
1: Yeah, I-, I don't think that he really requires an explanation.
0: Yeah, and like Miriam and Jojen really didn't seem to think their dad was anywhere but <laughs> in the in the uh in the neck, so yeah, but he would have, have left the neck on this crazy thing
1: long after they went to Winterfell. He'd be
0: like, you so. know what? I'm really glad I sent my kids off because now I can finally enact Plan B. <laughs> yeah. I infiltrate the Citadel for reasons. Or Citadel. Oh, my God. The Sept. Yeah. What was this end game? I'm sure there's some endgame that they've honeypotted with this, but, like... Uh...
1: I'd probably, um... Uh, probably watch Macaulay, um undermining the uh the Lannisters to make way for John or something like that
0: oh okay so it's like the Grand Northern conspiracy but it's just Howland being a single actor and taking on the Sept I guess okay good good play Howland. <sighs> keep keep your eye on the prize
1: speaking of Howland, uh there's a theory that he hooked up the Shara Jane and she's living <laughs> in the neck now and they had Mira and Jojen together
0: I have to no honestly I have to give the person who created this theory a lot of credit um it's somewhere. It's in the compendium of theories. Go look at it. Because they actually did a lot with the imagery used and the way that there was so much focus on how on Ashara in the night of the Laughing Tree story that Mira tells and they're like, why yeah. would they be focusing on this so much unless it's their mom? <laughs> in my opinion, Ashara Dane's dead. Mm-hmm. She died exactly the way that we're all told that she are always told that she died, And what would this do, thematically? Yeah. Really, what would it do?
1: Like, why would she have to pretend to be dead in this circumstance?
0: Right, and why would Ned have so much guilt thinking about her? Because, or just being like, don't mention her. Because I think he feels really fucking sad about how everything turned out with her. That doesn't mean he was in love with her. Oh, Oh, we never, I'm sorry, we never addressed something when we were talk back when we were talking about that Ashara fucked Brandon because she wanted to yeah. um some people say Brandon wouldn't have done that because Ned danced with her um but he only danced with her
1: because Brandon like arranged it, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah.
0: Dancing in this setting was not sexy. Like well, it, it could, could be. be. Yeah. But it's not inherently sexy is what I mean. And the idea that Brandon wouldn't Fuck someone who wanted to have sex because his bro was like, Oh, I want to dance with her.
1: Yeah, I have a mild crush. I, I, Brandon seems like a complete asshole to me. I he think is he a would giant have, asshole. I think he would have slept with her because Ned had a crush on her, so uh, he seemed like that kind of guy.
0: Bonus points if she's a virgin, I could get blood on my spear.
1: <laughs>
0: Sword, not spear. Sword. Yeah, sorry, he's not <laughs> Dordish. He's just a douche. He and Robert yeah. should have been derpy bros around Westeros together. Fucking yeah. hate both of them. <laughs> it's his wolf blood. No, he's an asshole. Not mutually exclusive. <laughs> like, I, I don't have a very good opinion of Brandon.
1: Yeah. We don't know much about him, but, like, the little, like, snippets what that Lady we do Dustin know.
0: Told us. He sounds uh-huh. like a total tool. Mm-hmm. A bloody sword is a wonderful sight. Go fuck yourself. hey yeah, he says
1: that, and then he's all, like, up in arms because his sister had sex and
0: stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Because patriarchy main brain makes you immune to irony, I guess. Yeah. Unless, of course, she was actually abducted, which I don't know. I don't think she was actually abducted. <sighs> we'll get to that. Will we? Yeah, we have. I'm sure we have Night of the Laughing Tree somewhere. Yeah, but no, I don't think Ashara Dane birthed Mira and Jojen because, like Joya said, why would she let everyone think she was dead? Yeah,
1: I mean, like she's you know from a noble house. She's she wasn't the heir or anything. She she married like
0: another lord. What's it's a big deal. Like, why is she Why hiding? did she have to be dead? Yeah. Why did she take out a new name? A new yeah. swampy name? <laughs> like, and, she just Like, really... to the
1: point where it says the appendix that she's of the Kranogmen.
0: Like, she really just likes the Kranog lifestyle that
1: much. I guess so. They probably do free love there just like they do in Dorne. So, you know, why not?
0: Oh my god. <laughs> I hate all of this. <laughs>
1: Uh, this is this is like another problem that didn't need a solution, really.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just like the people taking imagery. Like, I, again, I do applaud the effort that goes into a lot of these theories. Yeah, of course. Oh, whew, we're on this one. <laughs>
1: the younger, more beautiful queen. It was unrelated. Uh, <laughs> like, well, first, let's talk about the grand Tarot conspiracy.
0: Okay, let's talk. Julia and I love any theory <laughs> that begins with the word grand it ends with conspiracy. <laughs> <We> love it. <laughs> Although, actually, you do like conspiracies. You just like the plausible ones. I, uh, I like kind of how
1: your brain works to make it plausible.
0: Yeah, well, kind of like Ariane seeing the Clinton conspiracy.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like a classic example of how conspiracy like theories kind of work. But like, I'm talking about like conspiracy theories in the real world
0: because yeah, people... you see all these pieces and yeah,
1: and but, and people are just like we're so good, like, we evolved, basically, to find patterns and noise, so, like, and we construct these, like, very elaborate, very compelling, and very convincing narratives out of just noise.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I mean, hopefully you guys have been seeing the meme going around that Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer, Yeah, and it's it's so much fun to see what people, are, I mean, obviously it's bullshit, but it's mm-hmm. so much fun to see what people are coming <laughs> up with and what people are, like, just pulling out of their asses, and it's mm-hmm. hilarious. From just, just noise, like, some random facts about, like, both figures. <gasps> Although, to be honest, my favorite version of that meme was Ted Cruz and John Green fusing together <laughs> to make the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> what do you have against
1: John Green? I really like him. He taught me about history.
0: <laughs> I have mixed complicated feelings that you and I will need to talk about later. Okay. Alright. But no, uh, so, either way, conspiracy theories, you know, well, that's Cersei, too. Like, she yeah. starts seeing everything. So the Grand Tyrell conspiracy is actually largely Cersei's point of view in, in yeah. some ways.
1: But just that, like, the Tyrells are plotting. To take over the world. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, the Grand Tyrell conspiracy is a little more like they were really, really working to get Cersei knocked down a peg. So yeah. Tyena is in their employ. She's a triple agent when you know it. Um yeah. and they, they were purposely having Tyena leak information like like make her think that, you know, Marjorie was having sex uh Le- leak the, you know, feed her the information, um, they, the, you know, Pycelle was in their pocket, feed the boonty information. Yeah. Uh, Seems Loris- very risky to me. They're lying to her about Loris being injured on Dragonstone. He's totally fine and poised to take her down because, uh, something to do with child by combat, but he was totally going to be available for child by combat and free Marjorie, so they're not worried. Yeah. Even though- Like, is, is she why just is innocent? it, like, you know, <laughs> Oberyn, Yeah. Yeah, I, o- don't o- I don't know. Oberyn
1: was killed by Gregor Cocaine, why can't Loras, but whatever. Um, yeah, this this seems kind of, like, oddly risky, yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, everything about this is just, like, everything, it kind of takes a little a- away from the impact of Cersei's narrative, mm-hmm. I would argue.
1: No, it's it's a point where you're, you're getting, like, the dark side clouds everything, like, she's just a puppet on a string, and that's kind of...
0: And my main, 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 main issue with the Grand Terrell conspiracy is that I think it has Marjorie the sexual manipulator as part of it, and I want to burn that to the ground. (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, like, Cersei is easily influenced, but, like, she's not, like,
0: you know, she's not a puppet on a string. She's not. It's, uh...
1: She definitely has her
0: own agency. It's ongoing. It's, like, all really, really... It's just, her downfall... All it is is kind of the inverse of what actually happens. I hate to be rude. It's mm-hmm. it's that Cersei's downfall was the direct result of the plot by the Tyrells, specifically Margaery. Yeah. And that Margaery is the primary actor, rather than this being Cersei bringing herself down and getting caught mm-hmm. in her own trap. And yeah. I think it is so the thematic opposite of Cersei's plotline. Yes, I agree. And if you want to hear us talk about Cersei's plotline. We did an entire Cersei Lannister show podcast. Yes, we did. Which I'm actually a huge fan of. I really like. What yeah, that about that her. was one of our best ones. Yeah, I think so. Um, in that podcast, we also talked about how we believed Marjorie was the uh younger, more beautiful queen because it's a self fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. I actually got an ask. I meant to tell you. I got an ask that it was like, aren't all so prof- prophecies self fulfilling? Yeah. No. They're yeah, self defeat. Well. They're so- self defeating prophecies. And then there's prophecies that are really about like a hand of God and
1: yeah. Well, it depends. He- it depends really on genre, I suppose. Mm-hmm.
0: But you, like in this story, I think it would only be self fulfilling or self defeating. Yeah, is my understanding. But like yeah, I-, I also don't see like what- the
1: idea of a prophecy that's set in stone. I don't think goes with this world at all.
0: No. The idea that like, well, these prophecies don't give much wiggle room. So yeah. it's like, well, I think they do because I think human action matters a whole a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so we we are very staunchly, Marjorie is the younger, more beautiful queen because, because it's like it's like Voldemort chose Harry, you know? She she chose
1: Marjorie basically to be the young, younger, more beautiful queen.
0: And, and I I made a is. really snarky post about this. but I was like. Did people not read <laughs> Feast for crows? for crows when Cersei was literally cast down? <laughs> yeah. Because of this. And someone someone said I think it's because Cersei still is broken yet. Hair grows back. She doesn't come off as fully defeated. I'm sort of indifferent, but I think that's why people expect more to happen. And I think this Anon is right that that is why people mm-hmm. object to it. It's like, well, Cersei's not cast down, right? The Lannisters are still in power.
1: She doesn't care about the Lannisters being in power. She cares about herself being in power.
0: They've seen, like, they've seen, yeah. they've seen. Kevin being in
1: power isn't kind of fake. or like, oh, it's fine. I'm not cast down.
0: Her kids are still alive, though. Yeah. Like, what matters is that they've seen. It's, oh my god. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna get mad if I hadn't. But seriously, it's, it's that she thinks she's been exposed. She doesn't feel desirable. She doesn't feel in power. She's definitely, um, I don't think she's quite as contrite as Kevin thinks she is.
1: No. But but um like the thing that struck me about this ask is that when she says you know hair grows back that's before the actual walk you know and the the walk itself has like an arc to it yeah and it does. you know at the beginning she's defiant you know she's she's saying like you know I will I'll do this like I'll be awesome and dignified but then like as the walk goes on she's she's basically like, you know worn down by her own internalized misogyny and like you know the reactions of the crowd who are just like and her guilt. You know, And her, yeah, her gills as
0: well, but just.
1: So she she says hair grows back in the beginning, but by the end of the walk, is that still what she thinks?
0: Yeah, she's not saying hair grows back. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just really poetic, too, because that was Jamie's phrase. But then by the end of it, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Reread the Walk of Shame, um, because it's just a really beautiful chapter. Uh, I will say Voldemort chose Harry when he could have chosen the pureblood, you know? Yeah. This is Marjorie is significant to Cersei, which is really our
1: objection to all the
0: other candidates. I well, mean, like,
1: Sansa Sansa does have significance to her, I suppose. Yeah, but she not does. nearly to the same extent. And it, Cersei has a lot more significance to Sansa than Sansa has to Cersei. Yes, that that's sense. fair.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fair to say. This isn't to say also that Cersei's not going to end up like getting killed or anything, or that oh she has further to fall, but. The whole they've seen, they've seen, they've seen, that is her being robbed of everything, absolutely being cast down. That everything, she holds dear. Everything she holds dear is her self image. And her children are just kind of an extension of that. Absolutely. I agree. So, um, the other, the other options, you know, Danny is tossed out again. What is Danny to Cersei? Ariane, what? Like, like, does, is, Cersei even aware that she exists, really. And that's another assumption that would even allow that to come to pass. Marcella? Like, like, what? I don't think, I don't think Marcella, like Marcella obviously is something to Cersei, but that Mm -hmm. just is really weird. Yeah.
1: It's Marjorie, people, it's Marjorie. okay? Like, prophecy was brought up in a feast for crows, and it was fulfilled in a feast for, well, it was fulfilled in a death of dragons, but.
0: But, no, but like her getting caught in the end trap and getting brought down, yeah. It's because it's a book and it has an arc. Yeah, and it's also because A Feast for cars and A Dance of Dragons really could be read as one combined book, and that's what I do. Yeah. Uh, so are we done with this? I mean, we've talked about this quite a bit. Yeah, we're just, like, not gonna... It's Marjorie. Be- not to belabor the point, but we're quite... <laughs> it's it, it. This is one of those things that we're convinced because it was the canon. Yeah. Watch watch Sansa end up being the one to kill her, and everyone's gonna be like, <laughs> you guys are so dumb. Like, no, this prophecy was... D- whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, of course, we could be wrong, but in this case, like, we're not wrong because we have the answer. We're not wrong because, yeah,
0: Sansa will be out for revenge, though. Yeah, for sure, she'll be leading that vanguard. On that, we also there's the Valonqar, where mm-hmm. you know, I think we talked about this in our podcast too. We think it's Jamie. We said why we thought it was Jamie. Uh, it's significant that Cersei thinks it's Tyrion, but yeah. in her attempts to protect herself from Tyrion, she isolates and pisses off Jaime a whole lot. And there's more significance with his hands wrapping around her throat than Tyrion's. I think so. I like the Tommen one because that's that Tommen comes back as a white. Yeah. Uh, we don't understand like. There's just these ass-pulled younger brothers. Yeah, just like anyone. It could be anyone's younger brother. It's going to be Sandor, because it's going to be the Colgain Bowl.
1: I was just like, what is the significance of that?
0: Like, just a random younger brother. No. Little brother. It's going to be Triss. Yeah. She tried to kill him, and he revenges. (laughs) Oh, that's Dornish. They really like their revenge. Uh, So, like, honestly, I just want to move on from that. Uh, <sighs> listen to our listen to our Cersei podcast. I'm sorry we sound so salty about it. It's just that we really do think about Cersei a whole lot, and it mm-hmm. it's frustrating that I think people want her to be something she isn't. Yeah, and want her her books. Yeah,
1: yeah. they just, oh. the, some people just don't like the character that Martin wrote, I guess, which is fair, I guess.
0: But then trying to turn it into something, I don't know. Speaking <sighs> of which. <laughs> How about Tywin knowing about the Purple Wedding in advance? Because he would love anything (laughs) that would weaken his house position. Yeah, and he would—he would.
1: uh, would, hmm? People argue that Joffrey was just a liability to his house, right?
0: It's not entirely wrong, I guess. Mm -hmm. But why would he do it at a time when it would give the Tyrells infinitely more power? Yeah, than like before that. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't see what this would do. And.
1: And again, like, why would he do it in public like that? Yeah, there's a like lot have, of other t- have uh, Joffrey die such an undignified death.
0: Yeah, because his whole thing is that he really likes the Lannisters to be dignified. Yeah. So having a public spectacle and Joffrey clawing at his throat. Yeah, and like Cersei being all crazy and. Yeah, this did not look good. And it was Jamie Jamie's guard that was failing. Well, I guess that would yeah. always have been a thing that. If you kill the king, you have to have it be the king's guard fault. Well, like, way. you know, he was
1: in a position to, like, you know, make it look like a slow illness or something like that.
0: Yeah, Taiwan could have taken him out any other way. Yeah. And the idea that he would have conspired with Littlefinger?
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs>
0: like, I don't think so. <sighs> um, I have
1: money. You like to embezzle money. Let's get together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. Let's talk about Southern ambitions. This is kind of sort of canon- Ish right? I don't even know what the theory is. It's that um, is it the is that part of the Maester theory, the Grand Maester conspiracy, or is this just no? This
1: is this a, is this is a Robert's pre-Robert's Rebellion thing that like. So um, this is
0: specific to Rickard, I, no? Because no, no,
1: this was this was the idea that there was like something brewing against Ares before the rebellion oh, came along, oh, oh,
0: right? Because all of a sudden the uh, Great Lords start marrying each other. Yeah, and the Journey of Harrenhal, and
1: like yeah. Rhaegar was somehow involved in this.
0: It's more or less canon that Rhaegar was about to... I mean, Rhaegar said, I'm gonna do this. I I'm meant to do it long ago. I'm gonna... Yeah. So it's more or less canon that Rhaegar was open to something. Yeah. Uh, I don't think word reached him about <laughs> this shit.
1: Yeah. And, and like, Barbary Dustin said that, like, you know, Rickard. Stark was, like, kind of looking south in a way that most Starks haven't before and things like that.
0: She blamed it on the maesters, because there's another... Yeah. The, the reason I brought the maesters is there's another theory about that. The Grand Maester Conspiracy. I don't fucking is that know. Is to destroy magic? Or is that a different Grand Maester Conspiracy? I think there's a lot of maester conspiracies. <laughs> well, the maesters are the gatekeepers of information. They are, that's true. They control the discourse. I'm sorry, I'm just thinking of that one... Fucking meta <laughs> analysis.
1: <laughs> Moving uh, on. Okay. Um, someone had fun. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe we should have actually researched this a little better if we're talking about it. Um, <laughs> why would we do that? I don't like. Yeah, like the the part about like the lords kind of um, something brewing against Eris. I I consider that more or less canon, especially like. In the world of Ice and Fire, I think that kind of
0: yeah, it was pretty solidified there. Yeah, and and it is rather unprecedented for great lords to be marrying each other, like marrying their t- children to each other, all of a sudden like that. You know, yeah, like a Tully and a Stark. You know, usually there's banner men you want to you want to be appeasing. Yeah, and then Baratheons and Starks, and yeah,
1: even like Martells and Targaryens.
0: Yeah, yeah. Something something was brewing. Yeah. And, well, and, like, no one was happy with Aeris' reign, too. So, like, even even well, if it wasn't... Tywin a grand... was until
1: Ares turned against him.
0: Yeah, but, like, even if it wasn't a grand conspiracy, like, it just makes sense to be doing these marriages and shoring up alliances in what seems like an uncertain political time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, because, you know, he wasn't the most, uh, he wasn't the best liege lord, was he? No. He couldn't keep his feudal obligations. Which makes Robert's rebellion more justified than all other skirmishes. <laughs> exactly. Okay,
1: so, uh, where were we? Mace wrote the, or Mance, right? No. Mace. Mance, that would be even more interesting. Mance wrote the pink letter. Well, let's consider Mace writing the pink letter for a minute. <laughs>
0: um, I believe the pink letter was written by Ramsey. Sorry. Something
1: weird is going on with that letter, but I think I agree. Like the whole thing with like the the wax and the writing styles and thing like that. Like,
0: why is that weird? Because it's inconsistent. What's inconsistent? The writing, like the style of writing. Can you refresh my memory? Because I have no idea what you're talking about. Because
1: um, he wrote a bunch of like he wrote a bunch of letters to like all of the northern people, including Asha, and she talks about like she specifically describes. The seal as like a hard blob of wax, and she specifically talks about how the writing is like spidery
0: or something like that. It's spidery and it's in blood, and th- yeah, yeah. And then the
1: pink letter is not like that at all. It's it's like a it's like a large bold hand, and there's like a smear of wax and things like that. So it's just it, it seems to be like you know contrasting the letter that Asha got that is definitely from Ramsey. and the oh, letter. Oh, I that had John no got. idea
0: there's actually a basis for this one.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but, but it is a
1: Prestor Jacobs theory, so... Hold on. Or at, at least, like, he incorporated into his one of his theories.
0: He's good at doing that, of approaching other people's theories, and... And then taking them into whole new places. Sorry, so, uh... <laughs> da, 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 da. She read, the seal was the Boltons of Dreadport, bladdered with drops of blood. They used pink sealing wax, okay... Uh, she cracked the seal. When she read the dry brown words, her black mood grew blacker. Uh, Doesn't seem to really describe the writing. I don't know. I don't really remember very well. Yeah, okay. So then I want my bride. Bolton was the only word written on the outside of the uh, scroll. The letter was sealed with a smear of hard pink wax. They line up, dude. Okay. (laughs) Of course, Preston Jacobs came up with this. No,
1: he he goes on about how like uh, Ramsay should be using white wax now because he's a Lord of Winterfell, and it's like no,
0: he's still a Bolton. <sighs> oh,
1: yeah, you know, things that's like a great that.
0: basis for a theory. Ugh. No, like I just think it's Ramsay because how it sounds is very Ramsay. Like Mance is a smart guy, and but like why he would want know. to do this is another question. It's a little weird. because he wants revenge on John.
1: Everybody wants revenge. Okay,
0: I don't th- I don't see it as being completely motivated. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Mance is not in a very good position right now. I don't think he would fuck over the one dude that's like willing to work with him. Yeah. You know. Yeah,
1: John John took a risk. Assuming this. assuming Mance's motives are actually what he states they are and there's no reason to assume they're not. Um yeah, John is on his side. He really shouldn't fuck him over.
0: Yeah, and do you believe that I mean I maybe it's that like, oh, how did Ramsey find Mance? Like I found your king? Yeah. Like maybe that was part of it. Uh, there might be something up with it. I just really don't think there is. Yeah. Hey, do we want to stay on the theories we love? Are you talking about the lemon trees and bravos? I am talking about the lemon trees and bravos. Does anyone <sighs> not know who Preston Jacobs is? Because we've been like yelling for, <laughs> <a> solid, like, <laughs> twenty minutes about this guy. His handle on the
1: Org forums is a uh, skin changing sweet Robin because he actually thinks that Sweet Robin is a skin changer.
0: Like I. I feel like there, there, there's no mal intent with what he's doing. No, Th- this is just how he engages. Is that he finds these really compelling ways to weave together theories that are based on. It's kind of like let's just punt characterizations and themes out the window. Just don't mm-hmm. worry about it at all. Just how can we put these pieces together and form an interesting jigsaw puzzle that's pretty? Um, but I might have to cut and glue things. Yeah,
1: it's kind and of like- the approach. Make very sweeping and not at all obvious assumptions. Like every single Dornish person ever mentioned is obviously working for Doran. Things like that. That's the one that particularly bothers us. Obviously,
0: uh, we but don't like, like th- racial profiling. And and the thing is, he presents most of his theories in YouTube format.
1: Yeah, and like very quickly. Like he kind of gish gallops you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very misleading to be like walked through a theory by voice. Than to be reading it and see all see everything laid out before you, and again, all of it is. There's no like, what's the point? What would the author be doing? Yeah, there's none of that. And so- like, he he gets to some extremely
1: strange places, like how like Littlefinger is really into esoteric magic and he's obsessed with Sansa because he thinks that she's like you know a mythical kind of queen of spring or something
0: like that. Uh-huh. It's it's very odd. And and the reason the reason we're so frustrated is that he. Is very popular, oddly, um, mm-hmm. on the, on the org boards, but it's not even so much his, his theories are all taken as gospel, gospels that people remember parts of that and then just assume it or like apply it to other theories. And his fans really don't go away ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember actually there was one time he got in trouble because he was using copyrighted images on YouTube and someone yeah. came in open throat and was like, which one of you jackasses did this? <laughs> and we're like um okay. Yeah. But it's just in general I don't find his argumentation it's not literary is the best yeah. I can say. I don't I don't mean to just be taking shits on this guy, but his theories really do cover color fandom discussion. Yeah. I think that's fair to say, right? Yeah, not as much as another particular piece of fan fiction, but yeah, which uh, uh oh. <laughs> I was, like, trying to think, I, I was, like, are you thinking of, um, the, the Miranese blot Jorn <laughs> one, which was yeah. equally as ignoring yeah. of characterizations. Yeah. In my opinion. And I don't know.
1: I feel like, like, I, I'm okay taking shits on, like, you know, Game of Thrones, but, like, taking shits on just, like, other people who do this for fun on the internet.
0: Is... Yeah, like, like, Preston, yeah. Preston Jacobs really doesn't have any, like, malintent, and I think it's just that this is what he finds is interesting. Yeah. And, like, even, like, Mirini's blood, I don't feel right shitting on him either. No, I just happen to very much disagree, disagree, with, his inter- yeah. <laughs> disagree with his interpretation of Dorne. Absolutely. Yeah. And Mirini's blood does a really good job trying to untangle who the Harpy is. Um, yeah. You know, I just... There's a lot of theories I really strongly disagree with. And uh, Preston just for some reason has this, like, reputation with his name. Yeah, that, that they're just like, oh, wow, he'll blow your mind kind of stuff. Yeah. Which, like... Yeah.
1: Because you're so confused because he's talking so fast and like, he just makes all these leaps and nothing makes sense. And all of a sudden, Oprah is founding the bloody mumbers and you're just like, oh my god, how did I get this? And then Doran like and hired Mira Mazdor to steal dragon's eggs. I think that was actually part of it too, right?
0: Yeah. It was, it was all intertwined. <laughs> yeah. And it's like these like nine part fucking yeah. videos and you just get into it and, ugh. And, and yeah, it's just, he has fans, and that's okay, yeah. but they just are so insistent. And one of the things, one of the theories he started, I think, it was came I'm Not sure if he him. started
1: it, but he definitely made it he big. He
0: championed it, and holy shit, it will not go away, is this idea that Danny has this unreliable memory of her childhood, mm-hmm. and she wasn't she's not, in Bravos. She's not really who she says she is. Yeah, and she was never at the Sea Lord's Palace or whatever. She just. Because the there are food, no
1: lemon trees in Bravos.
0: Right, his theory is that the house with the red door is in the house with the red door is in is Doran. It Doran, yeah, and that yeah, therefore she's someone else, right? Yeah,
1: because so we know, word of God that uh Doran's conspiracy and Varys' conspiracy are not aware of each other.
0: Yes, and
1: that's probably the biggest oh, wrench in this. Oh,
0: Julia, you know what this was? I think this was to open the door for Rhaegar plus Lyanna equals Danny. Yeah, wasn't that the point of this? I think so. Yeah but holy shit the amount of trees the uh, trees the amount of threads that pop up about there are no lemon trees in bravos i <laughs> yeah. could murder someone <laughs> it will not go away and and it just leads to all these weird interpretations and of Daniel's character R. and probably
1: unknowingly made it a lot worse in mercy mhm where he basically states like yeah it's true there are no lemon trees in bravos
0: <laughs> except in the one place that there are yeah in the sea Lord's the palace which, if that's in the world of Ice and Fire, um, I have no reason to doubt that Danny had a house with a red door in Braavos, yeah, at the Sailor's Palace where there was a lemon tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Martin definitely opened the can of worms with mercy.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I don't know if he's we- trolling, but he they they say like his people say that he doesn't look at fan theories anymore. Probably because somebody figured out R. P. S. Equals J. Like he more or less said that, but he didn't actually say that
0: you know. <laughs> oh, that that reminds me. There's a lot of people that are like, now that Martin knows how many people have figured out our post-Eliquist J. is he going to do something else? Nope. Like, I really hope he has more integrity with them. Yeah, he, he's not
1: a hack. Like, he is many things, but he's not a hack.
0: mm Um, although, you know, people are saying, like, he's purposely dicking over Game of Thrones with that twist he's going to write in now.
1: Uh, no, I think that he's just writing, and he doesn't yeah. care what they do. I mean, like, I think that if, um, they hadn't fucked him over completely. Maybe he would, like, hesitate doing that for their sake. But at this point, no, he wouldn't.
0: Yeah. And, like, I can tell you, again, all I do is write shitty fanfiction. But, like, there's sometimes that you come mm-hmm. to something like, oh, my God, I could go in this direction. I never considered it. And it's exciting. Yeah. That's just called writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, th- let's just not belabor the point of the lemon trees. Danny is Danny. She is <laughs> Daenerys Stormborn. Yeah, she, is. she was born she in a fucking storm. Is. Yeah. It's kind of important. I have no reason to doubt it. And I hate anything that, like, remember Quentin is Aegon? Sure. <laughs> Why not? <sighs> because it's stupid. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we only have one theory left, and then we're going to the theories that are not theories.
0: Yeah, we do only have one theory that are left, and that's uh, who is Sans, who's the giant that Sans is going to slay? And yeah. uh, this is part of the ghost of High Heart's uh, vision, right?
1: I dreamt of a maid at a feast with purple serpents in her hair, venom dripping from their fangs. And later, I dreamt that maid again, slaying a savage giant in a castle built of snow. So obviously the first one, the maid at a feast with purple serpents in her hair, is the purple wedding, and uh, the hairnet that Sansa was wearing with the poison stones. Uh And so then later, that same maid, so Sansa, slaying a savage giant in a castle made of snow. Uh, So some people think that she is going to literally kill a giant in a <laughs> castle made of snow or it's symbolic and the giant is like little finger or something like that
0: so there's a scene yeah we kind of have to describe the scene where she builds winterfell out of snow right at, in the at the area. and uh what's his face sweet uh, robert. robert yeah he he he's like a little shit and he's like <laughs> i'm gonna play in your snow castle and he has like a little giant doll
1: uh, no it's a doll but it's a giant compared to the castle like it like could walk over the walls and things like that right,
0: oh, right, it's just yeah. like a human doll, yeah, yeah, so he just it doesn't he, like smash part of her, yeah, asshole? he's like he's like i am a giant, smash, smash, she's just being a stupid little kid, and she's like, I don't
1: know, she kind of like has like a seeing red moment,
0: she just she just snaps, I yeah. mean, who can think blame about her? what this meant to her too, and yeah, so she fucking tears up
1: the doll, yeah, she rips its head off. And then when Robin, like, runs away screaming, having an epileptic seizure, she takes the head and she, like, kind Hits of. Puts on a spike. No, no, she, she, like, really, like, jams on a spike because she's just so angry. And Littlefinger's like, "Do you're angry.
0: <laughs> yeah, because Littlefinger then comes in. This is important. Littlefinger yeah. comes in and then he, like, steps over one of the castle walls, which someone took to mean that he's going to, uh, be the one to have sex with her for the first time. Do you get it?
1: Oh my god. That was, um. That was a um, barf. That was paper waver. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just the concept of virginity and the imagery surrounding virginity, like the metaphors people use, is just like really upsets and offends me.
0: Paper waver is another uh, big <sighs> theory, dude. He's the one that was like, uh, "Danny's gonna sleep through the important battle because ants." T- so, <laughs> yes. he's a uh, he's not the biggest uh, fan of some. So sort I, of his- I don't
1: want to hear about anybody smashing anybody's portcullis. Okay, I just don't want to hear it. Moving on.
0: So, and but that's when Littlefinger like forces the kiss on her, yeah. Uh, but he like comes into the castle. So, the the reason I told you about that is because some people think the literal doll is the giant that she slays because mm-hmm. she kind of does, yeah. Some people think it's going to be Littlefinger because what is the sigil of House Baelish, the original it's, one? Yeah, it's the Titan, it's the Titan, and he walked into the castle and he's obviously a giant so there's like the symbolism there. Yeah. And then some people think she's going to kill Gregor?
1: Yeah. What? Another possibility is of course Tyrion with the imagery at the very beginning of uh a Game of Thrones with his shadow that made him look a giant
0: and Aemon referring to him as a giant among men. And Shay with the giant of the Lannister. Yeah. So where do you land on this, Joya? I kind
1: of favor the doll, to tell you the truth, because. Over Littlefinger?
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, like,
1: well, it depends, like, if you're talking about, like, the Watsonian role of the prophecy or the Doyleist role of the prophecy, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Because from
1: a Watsonian perspective, if, you know, if the Ghost of the High Heart just sees things that will happen in the future in, like, a symbolic, maybe, like, in a symbolic way, or she chooses to describe them in a symbolic way, then the doll is fine. Right? Yeah. But if this, mm-hmm. if this, if this is meant more as like a foreshadowing device, then Littlefinger also works. And the, and the doll, the scene with the doll is kind of meant to reinforce the foreshadowing that already existed with the prophecy earlier in the book.
0: Right? Well, Does that the make Ghost sense? Hi- the Ghost of High Hearts shit is usually foreshadowing, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's prophecy. It's literally foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess I'm just confused of like what the value would be. Mm mm-hmm. In it being the doll, is what I'm thinking. said that is well, like, so fucking wouldn't... anticlimactic. Well, that
1: might be the point.
0: Yeah, that she just sees shit? Yeah. So it's more of a commentary on the ghost?
1: Maybe. But, like, yeah. I mean, it could be both, because just I'm saying that, like, you know, Martin is kind of reinforcing the foreshadowing that already existed in the prophecy. By kind of calling back to it. Right?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. The the Ponta players peeps will tell you it's gonna be Littlefinger. They're yeah, well, very sure.
1: I definitely think that Littlefinger and Sansa's like uneasy alliance of necessity are not is not
0: gonna last. So yeah, that's not tenable. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm trying to think because uh, I think I think they also all think that she's the younger, more beautiful queen, or at least largely. Yeah. So, you know. I I don't know. I mean, I guess I see what you're saying. I, well, Sansa
1: could have been the younger... Like, she's the Neville, right?
0: Yeah. So... She she easily could have been the younger, more beautiful queen. She might still want a hand in Cersei's, quote-unquote... De- well, Cersei's de- fallen, but, like, demise. I don't know. That doesn't sound like Sansa to me.
1: No. <laughs> I will make them love me. <laughs> By killing
0: them. Like, they literally contrast the queen styles. I think it's very telling that Cersei doesn't even consider her. Yeah. But, yeah, that makes her the Neville. It's very telling that Voldemort didn't consider the pureblood. Yeah. You know. I don't know. I think we could put it to to rest. I don't have very strong feelings on the doll versus little finger, but I can it's tell not, you any I,
1: in my brain it's not a versus thing.
0: So Yeah, it's like the ghost yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's it's
1: like a literary device, but like the author yeah. really wanted to like really hammer it home. So it's yeah. like the thing with the the thing with the doll is kind of like a bridge between these two. It's a foreshadowing,
0: but I I can't say the Gregor thing is just utter bullshit. But, yeah, it's uh, utter bullshit. Tyrion. I mean, I don't think she even really wants him dead. No, she doesn't want him dead because she's nice. And we know that because she says so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then we finally are going to move on. Our last section is called theories that are not theories.
1: Yeah, just like some people classify these as theories because they're not like a hundred percent confirmed, but they
0: but kind they're of about are.
1: to be. <laughs> I mean, like, it's one of those things, like, it, it's it's not so much theories as things you might not see right away.
0: Yeah, so, uh, one is the grave-digging hound, mm-hmm. and this is that when Brienne goes to the Quiet Isle, mm-hmm. there is a novice who is digging graves and has, like, a cow up. I Yeah, hiding- you never see his face, but, uh, he's,
1: he has a limp, uh, he's really, really large, and he likes dogs.
0: And he likes dogs, and and the elder brother is very interested in Sandor Clegane and knows a whole lot about him. Yeah, he was like, like I was there when he died, and all like that. So, and the whole like, he's, oh, he's, he's is he dead now. He is. He, ta- at he peace. doesn't talk
1: about Sandor Clegane. He talks about the Hound being dead, right? So,
0: it's very Darth Vader, yeah. Anakin. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's like and, Ben Solo. <laughs> not to mention Septon uh, Septon Maribald talks about his uh, second life. It is very Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. <laughs> Yeah, Ben is uh, dead. Yeah, we don't even know if his last name is Solo. Okay, moving on. Ben? Oh yeah, it could just be Ben or Organa. We don't know yeah, for sure that they're yeah. married.
1: Exactly. Well, we don't know what the naming conventions are in a
0: galaxy far, far away. Well, uh, I mean, Alderaan's blown up, so I don't know what the Organa title is going to get him.
1: Well, okay.
0: Too <laughs> <laughs> <Do you> soon. <see? laughs> We're um, the first, We are. The next. <laughs> The next is, like, I'm sorry, how's this even a theory? Uh, Robert Strong is the mountain... Who the fuck else would it be?
1: He's eight feet tall! The only thing the only like thing about this is just, like, how stupid are they? Like, namiria Sand is going to show up and be like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Well, and remember, because Namiria's already suspicious. She's like... Yeah, she was, like, like they holding the head going, like... This?
1: Goal? Yeah, like, well, how do we know it's his head? And then, like, and the but she specifically says, like, if there's any, like, eight foot tall dudes walking around, I'm gonna be really pissed off.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, gonna be a to fun like...
1: small council meeting.
0: Well, she's hilarious, too, because she was like, well, maybe a, blo- a bloody head would have ruined the box? <laughs> 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 like, of course, it's Robert, or uh, the mountain.
1: Yeah, there seems to be like pieces of other people or something, or just like he maybe he just used things that he learned from the other from
0: the sections and that did, he did. Didn't Bran have a vision that you like he opened up the visor and it's like spurting blood or something?
1: Yeah, that was like way back in a Game of yeah. Thrones when he's uh, have he's in his coma. The stone giant. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. it's
0: possible they use like, I don't know, Feliz's fucking head or something. Well, like the skull dwarf that head. they sent to Dorne definitely seems to be. Oh, the the skull, the skull right. they sent to dorm was was a dwarf skull. A dwarf skull? Almost certainly. Uh, have we never talked about this? I guess we haven't. You um, don't think that the but... skull
1: they sent was Gregor Kogane's
0: skull? I don't think they sent Gregor Kogane's skull. Or they might have. Um, We've never talked about this. We haven't. It's, I'm not sure of it, but um, with, um, was it a, a, a chondroplasia? Um, what's, what's the medical dwarfism? Uh, there tends to be, you know, we, we're, we're, we hear a lot, and in the books, it talks a lot about enlarged heads. And we know for a fact that yeah. there's like a bunch of dead dwarves that Cersei gave to Kyber. So if they needed a giant skull to send to Dorne, they have a bunch lying around, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? I don't think that a skull, a skull like that, would be quite as big as Gregor Clegane's skull is described as being, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I'm not ruling out that it's Gregor, and there's some really fucking weird shit going on.
1: Yeah. Because he never lifts his visor, right? So that, yeah, uh...
0: yeah, no. All, all I'm saying, I think you are right, but like, all I'm saying is that there's room for it to not be Gregor's head, if okay. that is what they wanted. Like, because wh- if it was Gregor's head that they sent, why would they do the maggots picking it clean?
1: Well, because you know, for Valen Swan, it was stuck in there for like two months, so and they didn't it want to kind ruin of, the like, box. Academic at this point. I mean, it's kind of academic at this point, right? Like, even dipping so. it in tar wouldn't have preserved it that long.
0: I guess. But it still seems like just a weird call. They didn't know that Balin was going to get distracted for so long. Yeah. Like, if it was the mountain, they would have given them the mountain. That's that's just what I think. Okay. Like, his whole body? No. They would have given the head. They would have dipped it in a tar. I don't know. Like, I think the maggots are suspicious. Okay. There's, ro- there's room for it to be. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I know, it, Robert Strong doesn't ne- seem to need a head, right? So No. And it seems like he is headless. Mm-hmm. So it could have very possibly been Robert Strong. I don't know why we're arguing this point. I just, you don't find the maggots suspicious? <sighs> the Sand Snakes did. Yeah, they did, but, you know, they're kind
1: of overly suspicious sometimes. Um, <laughs> I think it could just be because they're transporting it a very long way. And yeah, okay. I want it to
0: start smelling. I don't know. Either way, this idea that Robert <laughs> Strong is going to fool Nim. Yeah. She's going to be like this is not suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we have uh Speaking ooh, of sand snakes. Speaking of sand snakes, uh Alaris is Sarella, so It's her
1: name backwards, people. Yeah. <laughs> it's mirror and... of
0: Araset level here. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Oh, <No> rallying. <laughs> <laughs> Mira <Verison. laughs> Um, I mean, it just is her. Like, Yeah, it's just her. The description lines up. Her widow's uh, peak and everything. And- Durin yeah. talks about Sarella playing her game. In Old Town. I love that all the, like, women have a crush on Alaris, though. I think this is the best thing ever. Because <laughs> Pete's like, oh, everyone likes her. Or him. It's like, yeah. Anyway. Um, I just I don't know. The gay in me enjoys it. <laughs> what do you want?
1: But like there's there's like some corollary cold, theories to this about like um the role of the Dornish in the Great Maester conspiracies, which I think are completely superfluous, I think. It's another thing, like this doesn't need an explanation. Sorella went to the to, to the Siddle because she wanted an education. That's oh, yeah, more yeah, than yeah, this, this, af- could, uh, this explanation is started, in my um, opinion. Um,
0: yeah, when people say, oh, she's up to her game, people think that means, like, oh, Doran has her working on something super secretive.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, Involving, no, like,
1: stealing dragon's eggs and hiring Mira Miramazdor and things like that.
0: No, she's just curious. She's intellectually curious. So her yeah. game is that she disguised herself as a dude so she could go get an education. Yeah. Like, Rich. it doesn't need an explanation beyond that. Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: But yeah, it's obviously Sorella. And that might be significant. I know. I, I can see, like, some, like, uh, you know, like Sam's story intersecting with Dornish, the Dornish plotline, for yeah. example, and things like with the Iron Men attacking the Reach. I see some possibilities there, which I think might be
0: cool. Yeah. I mean, it might be a quote unquote reveal, but the idea that we're acting that there's any ambiguity, like, yeah. It's not a theory, it's just canon. Like, I'm sure Sam will be super surprised, you know? <laughs> like, what?
1: A lot of people think that Lazy Leo knows, but I don't think it's very important. Because he's rude to him? Well, he's, he's all in like, the like, he's like, you know, you're a lord's son and everything like that. She's like, I'm oh. not a lord's son. No, you're not. <laughs> Funny. Okay, so, very last theory, that's not a theory. Yeah. The Night of the Laughing Tree. Um,
0: <laughs> I think it's gonna confuse people why we don't think it's a theory.
1: Who can it be other than Liana, though? Like, well, what makes the sense? other
0: candidates, Julio. Are Ned and <laughs> Halland and Benjen, duh.
1: Um. Well, okay. So let's actually work through this. Um, Benjen, I think can be dismissed just because he's he's a too little young being. to have the skill. Yeah, I mean, but I, I suppose people would argue that you know Barry the scary was competing in tournaments at that age, not very well, and this guy this guy was good. Yeah. Right? And Benjen is never shown as being especially like especially not with like knightly arms he's never seen, seen as being it's not precious. neither is Ned upon. either
0: mm-hmm. yeah and ned is v- which if, if this is
1: something that the author is trying to see yeah. which would,
0: would be ned odd. is very average but uh ned is not mm-hmm. a mystery night type of boy yeah i don't think so like that would be a very out of character thing for him to do i kind of hate how we're approaching this but okay fine let's continue howland yeah. really would not have the martial skill for this no. Even with the divine intervention by the gods, they can't, what? like... That, since when is divine intervention a thing in A Song of Ice and Fire? Here's my question. If it was Halland, did Rhaegar just think Lyanna was hot when he gave her the crown? Like... Yeah. Why?
1: I mean, like, making it Lyanna, kind of, like, st- you can you can kind of start to form a narrative between Lyanna and Rhaegar at Harrenhal. Yeah. You know? And that's definitely, in my brain, the most compelling argument for it being Eliana.
0: Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, themes and characterizations and shit. (laughs) Yeah, obviously, that was an extremely
1: important point in their relationship, whatever it was. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So. (laughs) Yeah. It's just...
0: Yeah, what would it do if it was Ned? Exactly. What would that do? And again, Rhaegar was like, wow, here... Ned, I'm so impressed with your act of valor that I'm going to give your sister a crown and piss off everyone. Yeah. It's it's very obvious that it's, you know, part of the romance between Liana and Rhaegar, that, that narrative. And when you take into account her personality, that she seemed like she had a very strong will of her own. So therefore... Yeah. And she was a very, very good horseman, a horsewoman. Which we know is important
1: for jousting because... Yeah, but people say more than once, kind of like more than they ought to that uh, jousting is like three-quarters horsemanship or whatever, right?
0: Which, if that's the case, then mostly everyone would already know this, yeah. so there'd be no reason for people to be repeating it over and over. <laughs> and yeah, we, we hear more than once, Liana's a really good horseman. Yeah. Um, And then it kind of like works into this idea that maybe she wasn't abducted, maybe she went willingly, maybe that fits with her personality. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know, I have my own
1: kind of crackpot. Like, it's not even a crackpot theory, but just like, if like you know george r. r martin couldn't finish the series they asked me to finish it how i would do it <laughs> but uh okay yeah so i won't get into it but just just like uh yeah the whole thing with with Rhaegar and liana at Harrenhal, hall and the whole night of the laughing tree thing and yeah what, he- what what are you just say it no it's too embarrassing to say
0: i'll edit it out if it's that embarrassing but i really want to <laughs> hear now I, I, I think i've told you about this
1: before Okay. That, like, Rhaegar has his prophecy and Liana has green dreams.
0: Oh, yeah, that's really embarrassing. I'm glad you got weird about that.
1: No, I don't, it's way more crackpot than I usually get, so I guess that's why it's embarrassing. Uh, but just- I don't,
0: I actually um, am a little different. Uh, I, I don't really see Rhaegar as being all that prophecy-driven like everyone else does. Okay. But it just doesn't, I don't think he needed that motivation. That's all. What would his motivation be then?
1: Love. That he wanted to bang her?
0: <laughs> True love. He was just horny. Yeah. No, like, I mean, it's it's sappy. I just mean, there's space for it to just be love. Yeah. There's also space for it to be very prophecy-driven, which is fine, too. I just don't really land strongly on caring one way or the other. Well, I, I think I mostly just want to give
1: Lyanna as much agency as possible in this.
0: I mean, I do think it was her choice to go mm-hmm. with him. Your mileage may vary on how inherently exploitative that is, given his Which is not th- a stupid position. conversation to have at all. It's not a stupid conversation. No, she's 15, and she's referred to as half a child, mm-hmm. and he is a fucking prince who's 24 years old.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not a stupid conversation. I don't mean to brush it off, but I do tend to lean more towards the idea that Martin is trying to tell a story of a consensual romance.
1: Mm-hmm. You can just, you know. How successful he he is at that. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think it's clear that that's what he's trying to do. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, granted, um, he said things like, oh, I'm not telling the story of Danny falling in love with her rapist, but you did. mm. (laughs) So it happens. Martin's not perfect. No. So do you have anything else to say about that? Uh, No, I mean, it kind of has to be Liana in the way Mm -hmm. that it kind of has to be R plus L equals J. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, wow. That was a marathon. Th- there's so many more theories that we didn't even touch on. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I don't know if we're gonna revisit another theory. Like this is a lot of theories that we covered.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> we skimmed over so many of them too. And I know there, there, there. I think that you know there is like we can count on one hand the ones that we find actually compelling. Well, Albras Lake was J, which barely counts as a theory, and the Blackfire
0: one. Uh, what else do
1: we find compelling? Well, it's
0: annoying because I find the Blackfire one very plausible, but I don't think I find it compelling. Because again, what? How is that reveal going to happen? Like, yeah,
1: and I oh. guess I I'd like the Great Northern Conspiracy. But, like, I, I think that the parts about it, the parts of it that I find like very compelling, are the parts that are like canon, and the parts <laughs> that I kind of dismiss are the ones that are just like speculation.
0: Which exactly, I tend to dismiss anyway. Here's what we're going to do. This was two parts, two fucking podcasts worth of mm-hmm. <laughs> theories, right? Uh, maybe we'll do a part three in the future. <laughs> okay. Oh, <God. laughs> but we will definitely, definitely at some point be doing another open inbox. Mm-hmm. So uh, keep those coming. Uh huh. So if you have any theories you do want to hear us talk to that we didn't cover, Cinnamon. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, we'll let you know about that. Otherwise, I think we're looking at, uh, Greyjoy episode we're, yep. we're we're trying to do a lot in advance of season six and be smart yeah. but we also are trying to like dig deep at some of these too
1: yeah um this is going to be our safest place when season six starts absolutely there, there will be
0: no show content i think for a while i think basically well, yeah. unless we're really really upset about something yeah like I, the cogwin thing
1: yeah but I, I and i think we have other we have other places to do that during the season but uh mm-hmm. I can see myself not wanting to talk about it at all once the season is over, or I can see myself doing another, like, you know, six month thing like we did with season five, where we started writing retrospectives. I mean, really, I could do, I guess it depends.
0: We'll have to see how that goes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. For now, our plan for Unabashed Book Snobbery, the podcast, is to do very, uh, book specific episodes. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at a Greyjoy episode, uh, looking at Jamie and Brienne's arcs in the Riverlands. I love yeah. their arcs.
1: And just. Uh, a uh, a feast dance kind of defense thing, which there seems Sam's to be- Sam's arcs. Yeah, Sam's uh, arcs. We should probably do something about Danny. <laughs> uh. uh And uh, you we talked about love, trust, and guilt, making that into an episode. I'd like to do oh, that, too. We talked too. about making just a princess in the tower an episode. Yeah. And Quentin maybe deserves his own episode.
0: Yeah, because we did do a Quentin reread. Um. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A lot of people probably don't want us to be
1: sticking in Dorn too much. Th- for every ask we say, stop talking about Dorn, we get like another one that's like, please talk about Dorne more. So, you know. You never know with these people, these crazy listeners of ours.
0: We love you guys. <laughs> we do. We can't believe we have you, first of all. <laughs> I know. You don't understand how weird this is for us. It's great. I love it. Yeah. But the reception has been so overwhelming. Sometimes Julie and I read, like, we'll send each other asks and shit, and I'll be like, are you tearing up? she's like, yeah. yeah. Well, first,
1: we accuse each other of sending each other the ask because we can't yeah. believe we have fans.
0: <laughs> you know, that's us and in a nutshell. To be fair, I do troll her inbox a good amount. But it's usually pretty obvious. It's usually very obvious. I'm it's usually like, like, tell me how much you think Ariane and Egan are going to love each other. <laughs> Why are gays so special? <laughs> Why are gays so special? <laughs> Me so sad. That's seriously what I do. That's my secret, Julia. I'm always trolling. Yeah. All right. So. So on that note, thank you for listening to Unabashed Book Summary, the finest in quality. Of- <laughs> We're come unhinged. It's, that's what happened. Yeah. Too many too many pose law theories. Exactly. Oh. Um. no, if you have any suggestions for episodes, Again, a Song of Ice and Fire specific episode that you would want to hear us talk about that we didn't just mention. Send them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Great Joy episode came out of suggestions because we would not suggest it on our own. So. Yep. Uh, definitely send them in either to our inboxes on Tumblr or to unabashedbooksnobbery at com. and otherwise uh, check out our uh, writing on fandom following, I guess. And Yeah, and, and our, our Tumblrs. Yeah. yeah, you know how to reach us. <laughs> Uh, But thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.
1: dog sitting. the dog yeah yeah we actually already have okay. a dog we're gonna be dog sitting two dogs
0: who's the other dog cookie wait wait no cookie's the dog i know you dogs it sometimes there's oh, yeah. another one roxy there's roxy and cookie yeah
1: I- i've had God, chicago I stuck in my head um <laughs> all day every time i oh, see her God. i'm like the name on every side. she's the sweetest <laughs> little dog though